Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is, F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 172. God, that's a big number. Of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from parks to movies to dining. We'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and for the first time in forever, tonight I'm joined by all of the hosts, and they have facial hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam. What's up? <laughs> That's a good call. I just Tim. that. <laughs> Well, last weekend, I think we all had facial hair, too. Tim. That says a lot about Jacqueline. <laughs> I, had to, I had to give her some I had to <laughs> Yeah, really, that's not very nice. <laughs> I had to give her some Tim shit. Night, she's dealing with second-degree burns right now. And her toe box yeah. was, has, been, has been stretched out. So, uh, We got two guest hosts, as has been our standard here. We have... Uh, <laughs> Daryl the ghost Lindsay, who has a tendency to come and go like an apparition. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling him Casper. Daryl, how are you, sir? Hey, Mikey, Tim, Adam. Yeah, if you notice that, uh, I was going to say, you remember the last show, I didn't have any facial hair, and I felt really, really left out, so. Yeah, actually, I, remember, I think you actually made a comment about it, like, on the show. <laughs> I did. If if there were drinks, I don't remember the last show at all. If, and if it was live, I really don't remember the last yeah, show. It was live. All right then. Remember. Nope, you weren't on it. Neither was I. And we have Keith Grimm. Heidi Ho. Here we got two M's on the last name. It's probably something like Jones or Smith. But Keith, how are you doing, sir? I am just dandy, and I'm happy to be here. That's fantastic. Tim, Adam, how's your how's your uh, your Monday been this month? <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Great Monday. I'll I, I tell you right now, if, if, if getting started on tonight's show is any indication, it has been a Monday from hell. Yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've got updated <laughs> hours at work today. It, it's just been... Lovely. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Keith, or, or, you had... You had uh, yeah. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about your, your your microphone issues. Your day. How's it been today? Your, your Monday there. Um, well, what's, what's... It's been good. I got to uh, think about today's uh, topic, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> Daryl? 
Yes, Mike. <laughs> Did you have any 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 fascinating Zoom calls? You got any insider trading you can let anybody in on? I mean, I'm looking to ring that bell on Wall Street any day now. Waiting on the call. Yeah, you do not want me making financial decisions. I'm just saying. They don't let me touch the money. They don't let me make decisions. He he says buy DVC. Just buy DVC. Put yeah, put yeah. put all your money into reflections. It's going to be huge. But. Buy Disney, and when Three Sheets goes public, buy Three Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have at least one investor first. <laughs> oh, that, that means filing in corporation papers. Oh, fuck that. No, Adam, I wouldn't make you do it. I would make Stephanie do it. She can't do it. I know. <laughs> It's I don't know, but it sounded pro- good. You have to file with the state. You have to get an EI. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Which which state? Can we pick a state? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of us I should Puerto live Rico. in it, though. I will move to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> I'm moving to Hawaii. No way. They get Puerto Rico. They get hurricanes. So does Puerto Rico. That's what I mean. That's what I said. That's what I was talking about. I'm moving to not Hawaii. Hawaii. I'm moving to Hawaii. Hawaii has volcanoes. I'm not paying twenty dollars for a pound of ground beef, so I'm not moving to Hawaii. <laughs> At Hawaii, you can get that fancy grass-fed beef. It's called spam. No, nope. <laughs> uh, no. I well, I hope not. Spam I had ham. some fancy-ass, expensive craft steak brand Hawaiian free-range grass-fed beef How, in Las Vegas. Is there enough room for cows to be free-range in Hawaii? In the valleys. Have you not seen Jurassic Park? It's a lot of land. I don't think there's very many cows on the island. Well, I mean, there's one less because I ate it. (laughs) (laughs) The whole entire cow he ate, too. Nope, just just the steak. It's I've probably shared this story before. It was the first time I ever had a fancy steak, okay? Wife and I were in Las Vegas. First wife, not current wife. First wife and I were in Las Vegas, courtesy of a daytime talk show. Not going to go into names. And you can find uh, they it gave on us, YouTube. Maybe they said, "Hey, here you go. You got a uh, a credit at at Craft Steak at the MGM Grand." I was like, "Okay, cool. Whatever that means." We get down there. We are so out of our league. I mean, we're from like nowhere, Arkansas. Fancy for us was uh, getting shrimp at Red Lo- at not Red Lobster at freaking Long John's. Normally, it's just the fish planks and chicken tenders <laughs> and a bowl of crumbs. Not even Ponderosa. Wow. If, if I'm feeling bougie, I'll put some malt vinegar on it. But aside from that, no, that, 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 that's it. So we get there, and there's like this whole waiting staff, an entourage of a guy talking, taking the order, and then others bringing food out. And I'm like, well, this is crazy. And uh, I ordered this, this, this steak, and it was uh, a free-range, grass-fed steak from a cow from Hawaii. And all I can think of is, well, that sounds fancy. Because it's from Hawaii. That steak had to fly to me. Could have been a boat, I guess. Could have been dry aged. I don't know. Um, and I ordered it, and when they bring it out there, and he says, is it to your liking? I said, well, can I get some, like, Heinz 57? I-, I loved this guy because he said, let me get this straight. You want me to go back and talk to my chef who has 25 <laughs> years of training in culinary school who has prepared that steak, medium rare, Perfectly, and you want me to tell him you want Heinz 57 
And that's when you should have just turned to him and said, Bitch, you asked me if it was to my liking. <laughs> no. No. He listen, he we had had a pretty cool rapport so far. Listen, he 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 was really cool. Uh it was a really fun exchange. I said, let me try it first. That was the best steak I've had. It did not need Heinz 57. It probably only had salt and pepper on it, and it was perfect, and I ate all of it. And what, didn't what you should have what you should have said is, I'm from Arkansas. I just don't understand these oh, things. Oh, no. Arkansas was my excuse for everything. For how much to tip <laughs> the driver that picked us up at the airport. for everything. It's, it is. Listen, <laughs> there's not a lot that happens here. Um, it's Arkansas. I didn't... I, I, yeah, I had... There, there was nothing. I, I just... I'm like, okay, well, you know, he. I ordered shrimp. It had legs and eyeballs on it when it showed up. And I was like, oh... And then I picked the tail up, and the head stayed. It's like, oh, okay. And then I ate it, and it was fantastic. It was is a whole different experience for us. To be first off, to be in Vegas. Granted, I I, I had traveled to you know New York and stuff like that before this, but it was it was an experience. Sorry, didn't mean to derail everybody with my talk about uh, eyeballs on shrimps and. We have now reached the point in our show where we discuss what we're drinking <laughs> to move things right along. And I am very proud. I am having a cocktail, as mentioned two episodes ago, probably three three episodes ago. Thanks for keeping uh, the solidarity up with that, Mikey. That's awesome. Uh, well, I, you know what? Last episode, I think Tim said, I'm not doing another one of these sober. <laughs> well, I lied. I didn't. Um... I will be solidaire, solitary confinement for the rest of the week, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I, I, I had I had some shooter mail show up. I had Shan sent uh, a little care package. He sent me the stuff I needed to make this uh, uh, last word cocktail that I mentioned a few episodes back when Antoinette was on, and it is actually really good. Yes, Adam, it has chartreuse in it. Yeah. No, it is. Chartreuse I am a huge fan. Fucking gross. I am a huge fan of this. It's, again, it's one part chartreuse, one part gin, one part lime juice, one part maraschino liqueur, and uh, shake it up in, in you know a shaker with some ice, and then pour it allegedly into a chilled coupe or whatever the fuck you drink out of. It tastes like an adult sprite. This thing is so good. I'm loving it. He sent me the ingredients to make it. He also sent me some Malort. Fuck him for that. But this thing, this last word, it's so good. I, I love this thing. So that's what I'm, I'm having a last word. And I'll have it at the end of the show, too. It looks like dirty dishwater. That's, be, that's from the <laughs> limes. I, 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 I squeezed limes into it. So there's some pulp in there. It looks like dirty dishwater. I would no, probably. It's I, I, gray. It's great. The color of the you drink left off is a consonant, gray. Adam. It's great. It's good. It's good shit. Listen, Trader Shan can't be wrong, and I'm siding with him. He didn't say it was a good drink. He just said he had the stuff to make it. No, he said it was great. I can show you text messages somewhere. You should be able to. I will, phone. at the very least, I'll make it look like he said it. <laughs> Tim, what have you got? I'm switching it up this week. I'm not having water. I'm having dihydrogen monoxide. Fantastic. (laughs) 
probably tastes a lot like water. It does. <laughs> it was really well, hard to mix, though. For right, you had to shake it and strain it. I hope you strained it so it doesn't look like dishwater. <laughs> Dish dihydrogen monoxide. Uh, Adam, I heard you were making. I heard you were a little teapot earlier tonight. What'd you, what do you got? What brand do you got? What flavor? Oh, why what do you, you got? always What's ask me the fucking brand? I never know what brand it is. I <laughs> why do you never know when I always fucking ask you? Because what I don't pay attention. I just buy whatever the fuck's on sale. <laughs> do, I mean, okay, hang on. Are sales even really still a thing? Yes. Yeah. Because I can't think the last time I saw an ad where shit was on sale. Well, whatever is cheap that day. I don't know. In-store deal. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> the Blue Light Special where you at Kmart? Um, they don't <laughs> exist in these parts anymore. <laughs> they don't exist down here. Ours is this furniture store now. I, I they think had ours to... turns into a furniture store too, come to think of it. We got a Hank's... Hank's Fine Furniture. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam's got tea. Keith, what are you what drinking? drinking we, now. Fuck you, then. Well, I see be, how it is. It's hey, all good. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's a fun, you know, it's a fancy cup you got. It's an M&M Very colorful. Cup. This is uh, the drink. <laughs> Speaking of Vegas, I got this in Vegas when I was shopping drunk. <laughs> I, you know what? I have I have also been to the M&M store in Vegas and the Coca-Cola store. I don't think the Coca-Cola store was there when I went, but yeah, it's just peppermint tea with lemon. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm gonna try that sometime. All right, Keith, you're not having Malort. <laughs> I'm not. You may not be having room temperature curdled Baileys. What are you actually drinking out of your Haunted Mansion cup? What I'm actually drinking is uh, lemon iced tea with screwball whiskey. Screwball has been really popular these last five months or so. I can't. It's no good. I can't drink it because it's peanut. So I haven't tried it. I can. It is. It is very rich. I can only have it when it's been frozen, and it's it goes down with, with a lot of viscosity. Mm. It mixes like a, well with a lot well, of stuff, like syrup. Sounds it's like not that good. Good, good. Good throw it on some ice cream. I I think it would be good on ice cream and coffee, maybe with some Kahlua. So the the lemon tea doesn't make it too sweet. No, because it's um, diet uh, tea. That's uh, it's got very very little. Uh, sweetness to it by itself. No. Is it like an unsweetened diet, or has it got like the uh, Splenda kind of sweetener? Uh, it's an it's Arnold Palmer tea. It's it's not very a sweet diet. Enough. Arnold Palmer. Isn't that supposed to have vodka? No, it's supposed to have. It's just tea and lemonade. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just iced tea and lemonade. Oh. Yeah. I thought an Arnold Palmer was tea, lemonade, a spike, vodka. A spike that's a spike. Palmers. Yeah, that's different. Work. Hey, you know what? He has spikes on his shoes. It works for me. <laughs> Daryl, welcome to the show. Glad you've made it this far. Good morning. Uh, yeah. morning. What do you have in there, St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> um, no, so I went with something a little different. Uh, I used to drink Maker's Mark way back and then found I didn't really like it because that was like the gateway bourbon, yeah. one of those bourbons you got into and went, yeah. oh. And then you realize that. Eh, but I picked up a bottle of uh, cask strength makers, hmm. 109 proof, batch 1902, and actually it's not bad. Uh, it, that, that's my go-to tonight with a backup of a bottle of Blanton's. Oh, a backup. Blanton's is your backup? Ain't that some shit, guys? Mm-hmm. 
my heart. That's well, my heart, because I... my heart is crying. Right. <laughs> well, sorry, you know, I, I see what he's doing. Listen, the opening act is usually the one that you've never heard of. Blanton's is going to be the headliner later. Exactly. When I decide to switch over, why that'll 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 end the night. But when, After when a successful night, it's should be the exact opposite. You get a nice glass of the good stuff first, so you can taste it. Yeah, and then use the cheap so, to get you wrecked. So the, the, yeah, you start right. pounding the Evan Williams. You're right, but I don't want to like necessarily kill all my Blantons. And if I start with the Blantons, I won't have a bottle of Blantons at the end of the night. <laughs> sort of kind of what I, happened to my angels envy the other night. <laughs> Tim, Adam, yes. this is a big moment for him. He's on three sheets to the mouse. He brought out yes, the good stuff. The I, exactly. I, I can respect. Keith is on screwball. <laughs> that should tell you something. <laughs> With diet <laughs> tea. There you go. I hear diet he didn't gets give, you drunk oh, or faster, I Keith. I my own tea, so what does that say about me right now? I mixed my own drink, and Tim just opened up a bottle. Yep. He's drinking some cask strength water. Cask strength water. Yeah, that, that's my next stop too, actually. The pH of eight point four. Oh, that's one oh nine. Is all right then. Okay, well, uh, for tonight's show, to get things going, we are headed to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's a park that is home to what is quite possibly the pinnacle regarding the use of animatronics and motion control and visual effects for an attraction. It's a place that Disney has sunk so much money into in the hopes guests wanting to experience, experience a journey to a galaxy far, far away. Those guests are going to be enough to keep it afloat. So that's right. Tonight, we are talking about Star Tours. Yay, Star Tours. Dun, dun, dun. We have done a DHD deep dive into Star Tours on episode episode 123. Hmm. And tonight, you know, specifically, we're not doing that. We're we're getting rid of it. Actually, um, you know, Adam, Tim, and myself. Mostly Adam and Tim. I don't talk a whole lot. But uh, listen, we've we've all voiced that there's some issues with with the attraction, okay? It doesn't fit in the location that it's in at the park anymore now that, you know, Batu is there. Do I? It fits, technically, you know. There's space for it. Physically, it fits. Yes, 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 yes. The puzzle piece sits down, but overall, it kind of sticks out, especially when you you look at, you know, Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be this fully immersive, you know, uh, land that makes you forget that you're on the planet Earth completely. But before you get in there, you go basically to what is essentially a truck stop that gives you the uh, highlights of whatever new Star Wars hotness okay. is out in theaters. It's not. It just doesn't fit where it is. It's located totally well, wrong. Well, let's let's go even a step further. Like that big ad ad when you walk behind it, and it's only half of there because you can actually I, I, see inside and all the back side of the ad ad. <laughs> see, uh, actually. 
that is the only part that does fit because the concept of Hollywood Studios is where movies are made and soundstage, oh, and that's oh, what wait. I would expect to see wait, from from the wait, front. Wait. From, the, from I'm sorry, there's a concept to that park. <laughs> Allegedly, there was a concept to that park. Hey, <laughs> before they tore the hat down, there was a con- once the hat went away, it went to shit. I'm telling you right now, oh, yeah. you can quote me. Just the hat. That, yeah. Yes. The hat. Okay, the hat. Once the hat came down, that place went totally schizo. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what Hollywood Studios was supposed to be, having that only be like the front half from that makes perfect sense because you see the front stage and the backstage. I get that. Mikey. Carry on, Adam. You, you talk a lot about supposed to be? It's a theme park? It can. It's going through an identity change, so it's it's not that anymore. It's yeah. It's not even a change. It is a crisis. Then look at Tower of Terror. Why don't we see the behind the scenes of Tower of Terror? This is the only attraction you truly see that kind of view from. That's left. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Indiana Jones. I I would say because yeah, Indiana Jones. But that's the stunt show. Right. Like, I would say you don't see the behind the scenes of Tower of Terror because it is it is a ride. Okay, and then explain to me how Rock and Roller Coaster fits in. Because that's it, it about never will. movie making. <laughs> no, don't, it never will. Don't pick on the schizophrenic no, park. Leave it alone. Exactly. LA. <laughs> it, it, it needs some it needs some medication. It needs some help. And that's what they're doing now. <laughs> I yeah, it, it 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 needs all of the Prozacs. <laughs> it it needs three sheets Probably to come in and re seam it. I parts of it, because like for me, God, here we are talking about Hollywood Studios instead of Star Tours, but damn it. For me, looking up, what is it? Is it Anaheim Boulevard? Is that what that is? Anaheim Boulevard. Yeah, that to me is what I want Hollywood Studios to be. Just, I want to see the old Hollywood Tower Hotel in the background. And everything about that just, just seems to fit to a general theme. It's when you get into. Galaxy's Edge. No, explain that rock and nook and cranny coaster. of. Yeah, well, it's, it's that nook and cranny it's where they shoehorned it. Freaking... I know Tower to Howard Terror. I know, but it's just like you know. Then you got a roller coaster. I, I will accept begrudgingly Beauty and the Beast because it is because of the state a performance. But no, yeah, it, it, like and Gertie didn't make any damn sense to me. Gertie um, makes more Gertie never made sense than the stuff. Gertie made sense because of I read the history on it, and if I knew, I would have had my notes prepared for it. But there is yeah, a whole Disney, thing with Gertie. Disney can spin a tale to make anything. No, make there sense. was a there's background on Gertie, like from California. I just don't remember what um. it is. The great movie ride no, made it's, sense. It's from that stupid. It's from Pee Wee. What was, when he was traveling? Wait, what? Wait, Big Adventure had Gertie? No, it had, had the stupid when he was in the dinosaur. Right, that was a T Rex. But you know what I'm? T- it's it's supposed to be themed similar to that area. Okay, okay. So just just like to a roadside attraction, yes. a roadside distraction, yes, kind of thing. And it should be in Dino Land. No, they've nothing got a, should no, be they in don't. Dino Land. 
Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dino <laughs> Land should, should be Beastly Kingdom. And that one lactates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we saw the video. You can milk anything with nipples, Greg. So, uh, okay. Hollywood Studios as a whole aside, we're, we, we're going to talk about Star Tours. And we've talked about it many times in the past. That it, it's just not something that gels well with that area of the land. Um, and then don't get don't get us started on the con- don't get Adam talking about continuity because that's a whole what continuity other thing because there is none. Exactly. You're absolutely correct, Adam. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Myself now listen the uh, the ride vehicle the tech that's in there that actually still kind of holds up. All right. So, uh, me and these four motley uh, foursome of fools, we're going to kind of retheme and reimagine the ride and, and basically strip the Star Wars from it, hopefully, and uh, take what's left and, and, and give the park something new with, with, with that space. So, um, now i got to figure out who goes first, and this is very difficult. Uh, volunteers. I'll take volunteers. Shit, I'll go. <laughs> None of us want to be have doomed okay, by somebody no. else. <laughs> okay, Daryl, you, you go first. It's still someone's idea. That's perfectly fine. That That's how this works <laughs> anyway. Normally, everybody wants to go first because then no one can steal their idea. But I, I, I would that's bet I mean. that we have... Um, because because with, with, this, with, with the ride mechanics here, the options... You see, now I'm hearing options, a whole bunch of rules that... I did not. No, the only rule was it can't oh. be Star Wars. You can you can gut the whole thing if you want. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, you know what? This is sound a lot like I'm... last week when I didn't think <laughs> that far outside the box. Okay. I yeah. think okay. I think Mikey's okay. and Tim's then, rules were the, a little different. Always. Op, then, every then time. Then the options are limitless. That's why it's unlikely someone has the same well, idea. Truth be told, I did keep the ride vehicle. So, so I did kept I. the I ride vehicle. So did I. Damn <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, it, <laughs> Because I told Keith and Daryl they gonna need to keep the ride vehicles, but give us something. Else. <laughs> you didn't tell me I, that. <laughs> I, I know. I said. Well, I didn't pick. The, I didn't pick the topic. Damn it! Is it? What is this episode one? Yes. Or one hundred and seventy-two. <laughs> Every episode is episode Pretty one. Much. That's the way it feels. Well, we haven't learned anything since then, so. We've we've got we've got more expensive equipment, yeah, but we but haven't figured out it's how not it the works yet. At <laughs> 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 times, okay then, Daryl, uh, you have the floor. Tell tell us right. what would you do uh, with with the Star Tours? All right, the name of my ride is going to be the Incredibles Incredible Adventure. So the setting is a nondescript hillside. You're going to walk up, there's a building, there's basically looks like a hillside with a bunch of funky looking antennas sticking out of the top. The backstory is, you're there because you work for DevTech and you won a tour of the Incredibles new lab. So as you enter, it's a cave, kind of like the old Bat Cave from Batman in the 60s. So you start to walk in and you see a bunch of, the cast members are all wearing, it's hot, they can't wear a suit, but they'll wear what looks like a suit with little earbuds in. They're gonna escort you down the walkway. 
you're walking down and you find you're in a lab and suddenly who is the animatronic that you run into but Edna she greets you she says hi darling I've been working on new super suits perhaps you'd like to test one so as you're moving through the line you realize that your face is on a super suit and it's up on the screen in the chamber. If you remember from the first movie, the chamber was where the suits went down and they got shit thrown at them and bombs and electricity and all that stuff. So your face is on a super suit that's being tested. It goes all the way down the line, it finishes out, Edna says, I approve, darling, and then you walk on. Don't mind the Edna imitation, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> So you walk on into the lab. You're in a lab, and you see Elastigirl up on a screen above you. And she says, quick, hurry up. Come on, let's go. And she's sitting in a cockpit. Yes, Adam, I said that. She's in a Cog. cockpit. She said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> she hurries in, and you basically going to run into the ride vehicle. The only thing is, I would say, is it's a still the same ride vehicle only it's been updated because those ride vehicles are getting their spare parts from body wars tells you how dated they are i think they actually stopped doing that because i want to say when they did they finally i want to say when they took it down last time they upgraded the whole shebang i hope okay so you jump on the ride vehicle there's only two doors instead of like come in and move across the row there's only two doors one in the front one in the back you come in it looks more like a plane and what you're told, Elastigirl says, come on, hurry up, get in. This is my new jet. We're all going to take it out for a test fly. So you board. You're looking at the windows, and those doors that close all have screens in them. So they're actually a video screen. Uh, Elastigirl is the animatronic that's up front. Everything closes. You look out the doors, and you see on those screens basically the cave that you're in. She brings up a screen up front. And she says, oh, my family's downstairs, or not, uh, not downstairs, my family's below us in the uh, jet, and you see Vi, Dash, Jack-Jack, and the Mr. Bob. So we take off, kind of similar to uh, Rise of the Resistance, you see the jet going up out. I know people haven't all seen Rise of the Resistance. I'm just saying there's lots of screens, that's all. Um, I'm not giving anything more up. All I'm saying is there's lots of screens. So we take off. Uh, we're flying up. She's testing left, right. It's a gentle flight. You're having fun. And suddenly she says, wait, what's this? I'm getting a distress signal. What? What? It's a distress signal. It's an old Supers cold. Something from years ago that the Supers used. So she says, we have to follow it. Let's go. So we redirect, and we're headed to the Hateful Mountains of Vermont. Which, by the way, there really is a place called the Hateful Mountains. I was just going to say, why do they have to be hateful for it? <laughs> that's, that's really the name of them. <laughs> As you're flying over them, you're caught in a tractor beam. Suddenly the jet is hurling towards the ground, and it's left, right, you're hanging on. And she says, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Missiles are fired. Abort. Abandon. Everybody jump. Never mind. We're going to take the escape pod. This jet has an escape jet. And suddenly, out the front video, you see an escape jet. Or, I'm sorry, you see the jet 
flying away, but like the whole center of the jet is missing, and that's what you're in. So we come crashing down to the ground, and as you hit the ground, the escape pod of course has wheels, because I can do anything I want, it's my Imagineering. Um, when we land, who do we see but the Underminer? <laughs> now remember, the, un the Underminer is the only person that has not been captured by the Incredibles in Incredible 1 or 2. He takes off, he's running through the mountains, he's in his little crazy contraption tank thing, and uh, you're trying to chase him through the mountains, and of course that makes for an exhilarating left, right, you're bumping up and down, trees are being thrown up and down, thrown at you, and here is the 4D. Suddenly you start to smell pine, aka Soren. You're smelling pine, because that's what's being thrown at you, these trees. The Underminer, his, his tank thingy with the big nose that burrows in the ground goes up and down and it burrows in the ground. So you're pursuing them. As we go down in, we're traveling through these burrowed caves or mine shafts, whatever you want to call them. And there's a huge underground lake. As you hit the lake, we slow down. Too slow. Dash. Does it float too? Yeah. Oh yeah, of Why course. Not? It's, it's, my, it's my imaginary... Yeah, it's my Imagineering. Well, you could sit down Splash Mountain, couldn't you? <laughs> so, we're too slow. We can't catch him. Dash jumps out back and starts paddling, because that's his superpower, and he's paddling. And you see him, because there's a screen behind you, and we look back behind you, and there's Dash, and he's, like, pushing the, the, the escape pod. We'll call it an escape pod. So all of a sudden in front of us, Captain Mayhem appears. He throws a tidal wave at you. Just about the time we're getting hit with a wave, Frozo appears out those side windows that are now video screens in the, in the uh, simulator. You look over, he says, I've got this. He throws an ice slide. About the time we hit the ice slide, we see the front screen window start to break. It cracks and you get blasted with cold air. <clears throat> Frozo says, I've got it. I'll go this way. And you see him cut off to the side. He goes down a different tunnel. We're still in pursuit. All of a sudden, the evil Dr. Volo creates and throws a large burning rock at us. It's like this huge ball of fire. Think Indiana Jones opening scene with a ball of fire. It's coming at you. Violet throws up her shield. Jack-Jack goes four-dimensional, goes outside of the the craft you're in. You see him in the view in front of you. He multiplies, uses his laser eyes, and starts breaking up that huge ball of fire lava coming at you. You with me? We got this? We're good? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. At the same time, you're getting heat in the cabin. You're getting hit with all sorts of heat because you're getting hit with lava. We're getting closer. We keep pursuing. We see him off in the distance, the Underminer. All of a sudden, because we got to bring in Incredibles 2, Screen Slayer's cousin, Cyber Cyborg, pops up and starts messing with the electronics. Elastigirl can't control. You're all over the place. Left, right, she can't see. The screens in the front are all wacky. Bob, Mr. Incredible from below, takes over. Says, I've got this. You go get him. 
We see all the bad guys are running in front of us. All of a sudden we stop and Elastigirl, now she's the animatronic in front. She, her arm reaches out to the left and you see on the screen her elastic arm coming out around the front of the uh, the uh, simulator or the jet or whatever you're in, the, the escape pod. She reaches out and you see her wrapping up the bad guys. Bob, because you have a little video screen of them downstairs, he runs out. They take all the bad guys in custody. They bring them back into the ship and suddenly you see the underminer he pops up as an animatronic and they go, hey, there's no room for him down here. And he pops up and he's in custody all tied up. So now you got the underminer and Elastigirl in front. At that time, <clears throat> they realize the signal of this long lost super is coming from a point over and around and down a hill. So again, the, the craft takes off, we're left, we're right, we're down this mine, we're following this mine ship. We come to a force field jail cell. So we disable the force field jail cell, and who is in the jail cell but Gazer Beam? Remember Gazer Beam? He was in the first movie. Mm -hmm. He was the body that Bob hid behind. Well, he wasn't really dead. He was using a body to hide behind himself. Gazer Beam's alive. He used that skeleton to hide from Syndro, but he was later captured by the Underminer. So we get everybody back on board and we take off and we go back to the lair and we have a successful flight back and we land in the Incredibles lair. And that is your ride. But, folks, things aren't over. The doors open to the right, you exit out, you walk down in what used to be Tatooine Traders. So when you walk down that ramp, the far left side of the building is a typical for sale buy your stuff here. We got all sorts of incredible stuff. But on the right is a bar called the Incredibles Lab. So you can stop in there as an adult and get an adult beverage. Or you can get their special beverage, the Jack-Jack. And, and I sampled today and made a Jack-Jack drink. The Jack-Jack is Jack Daniels, one part. One part Jack O'Pumpkin rum, half a part fireball, <laughs> ginger ale, and you top it off with little orange bitters. And that is the Jack Jack, which is their signature drink. And you have a drink you enjoy in the Incredibles Lab, which has all sorts of funky stuff all the way around it. Maybe even put it a, a, an occasional uh, animatronic that comes up or pops out of the bar, which could be Edna or any one of the Incredibles. So that, in a real quick nutshell, is my ride. I like The Incredibles. I think they deserve to be in the parks. And that is what I would do with Star Tours. So as we end this show... <laughs> I almost had an idea. Um, uh, okay, yeah, you said... I only have one choice today. <laughs> you said... You said I Jack almost... I, no. I almost made a Jack-Jack. And I know it's not Jack Bumpkin. No, right, right. No, it, it, would that be the Captain Morgan uh, Jacko Blast? <laughs> yes, thank Pumpkin you. Pumpkin rum? Oh my God! You yeah. just made a cocktail. You just custom made a cocktail for an infant. 
based off of I, Jack Daniels and uh, <laughs> pumpkin and pib rum. Uh, holy and cow! And fireball. And well, and fireball. And fireball. Yeah. And you know what though? That's the problem. Damn it! That cocktail is actually perfect for Jack Jack. Yeah. Because yeah, of the Jack and fire. the Jack and the fire. So uh, I can't. Yeah, it was where I, I went I, with it, and I. I got the seal of approval. I got Jean to try it, and she goes, "I would drink that. That's not bad." So we knew we were onto something. I'm, I'm going to be honest. As soon as you said the Incredibles and their lair and everything is like 1950s or whatever theoretical time frame it takes place in, um, I was borderline sold on it. Just, just because I think that period pieces don't don't show up very often in Disney. So. They had the Jack Jack coaster in in Cali, but I don't know why. I I thought The Incredibles was a was a good line. It was a good IP, and I don't know why they don't promote it hey, or don't listen, push it. You just brought back Gazer Beam, so when Incredibles Three come, Incredibles Three comes out uh, when Craig T. Nelson is on his last leg, looking for an extra bit of money to voice <laughs> that character. <laughs> Then uh, don't be surprised. Listen, if Gazer Beam shows up in that, and that's the story for how he survived, they listen, and that's an excellent, an excellent segue to a third uh, edition of The Incredibles to bring back more Incredibles than what we've seen, not the hodgepodge that showed up at the end of the uh, last one. You know, while everybody was busy yeah. drinking Manhattans. Um, that goes all the way back to the first one, which is which. And you know what? I would personally, I'd like to see an Incredibles with with Dash uh, in, in high school, and you know, Violet maybe being a senior or just starting her freshman year of college or something like that. That would be. No? Every time they do that, they fuck it up. Yeah. Every single uh, time they, they age kids. So, in movies, so they, they should fuck just up. be a year older than they were last time. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Every okay, time well, they've I, tried to. Every time, every time they tried to make a character older, they screwed it up without fail. I don't think any. Okay. Uh, yeah, and maybe that's the reason Incredibles Two worked is because it literally—I mean, it literally picked up where the first one mm -hmm. stopped. Like there was no bleed yeah. over. It was underminer, and it was underminer, and there you go. I don't know. I just yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, he's. But he's the only one that never got caught. <clears throat> Underminer has never been taken into custody. You are now. I quick question: These other villains you brought up, did you just come up with those guys? Yeah, yeah, I just made up the names. Damn it, Daryl! I couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't. I sat down with mine, and I thought for fucking an hour <laughs> trying to come up with a name for one guy. Uh, uh, all right, so I have to admit, Cyber Cyborg was Jeans. <laughs> oh, so you had help. I said, because the, the villain in the second one was uh, the screen slaver. I said, I can't use yeah, him. He's in custody. I said, I need a, a something she. villain that has to do with computers. And she right off the top of her head rolled off with cyber cyborg. That You know what? Whenever Stephanie helps me and I don't mention that she helped me, I catch hell for it. So good on you. There you go. <laughs> For acknowledging where it came from. Okay, I, I, you know what? I know not a damn one of us wants to follow that up. I, mean, I don't know what Keith has got up his sleeve. Um, matter of fact, literally the only one of us wearing sleeves right now is Daryl. Basically, <laughs> he's in long sleeves. 
Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and go next. Right. Fuck it, I'll go next. Right. Can, well, can Keith I make had one a comment? I had, a, I had a comment. Sorry. Okay, Keith, I'm sorry. Just from a practical standpoint, as a ride, I think this ride would have serious capacity issues because it seems like every trip would be about ten or fifteen minutes long, and um, mm. I don't know. I think that's probably fast paced. Fast paced. It, <laughs> it is fast paced. Boy. Okay. It's gonna just. Well, you know what? So I thought about that, but then I thought, how many scenes are in the current Star Tours? Yeah, but you only get two. You, you, you got like three, four, three or four. You're three. You're three. Yeah, but you're kind of jumping really quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to get to the bar at the end. <laughs> there you go. I'm cool with that. Because <laughs> if you thought his was long, it's my turn. Hmm. I'm longer than Daryl. Right, hold on. Let me set my alarm to wake myself up in a minute. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And, and, and like, like, like you, know, you mentioned a very good point there, Keith. And what I've discovered doing these Imagineer things is... If you were tr- if you were to sit down and explain what happens in the three scenes that you experience on Star Tours, it'll probably take you ten to fifteen minutes to explain it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, it happens in like six. There's no need to explain it because it fucking doesn't make sense, no matter what fucking order they put it in. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, if you try to explain. Because what you Vader see visually, it always takes long. In the same five-minute window. I know, I know, it don't make sense. And you know what? Let's finish with pod racing because fucking why not? I, 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 I'm with you. So, my ride is called Ralph's Chaos Control, and it is a Wreck It Ralph ride. He's got two movies. He's got not shit happening in the parks. He's on a couple of floats. He's got like a VR thing. Sometimes it springs. That's not enough. Okay. Well, so, his last movie didn't do well enough. So that's what the real that's issue because is. That's <laughs> that, because listen that that was that was some lazy ass writing. It came out right after whatever that other movie was that starred the guy that was the hand the emoji movie. It was too similar. Things in Hollywood are cyclical. Cyclical, 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 whatever. Yes. So the facade... I, I didn't spend a lot of time on my facade and cue for this, so just bear with me. Listen, after what Daryl just gave me, I have no hope of coming in third place. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so I just thought, listen, the facade out front, it's going to look basically um, like the storefront in a basic, generic, middle America strip mall. Okay, uh, the signage once you get inside sets it up that it's a motion ride, and the motion ride that you're supposed to be getting on is called flying across the globe. Flying across the globe. You've got TVs hanging down from the ceiling, and they're, they're showing scenes of uh, the ride's different locations. There's posters on the wall that tout it as um, lit wax, fifth dimension of entertainment. And all along the queue, you'll see basically a history of arcade gaming and entertainment. There's going to be more signage and posters talking about the ushering in of new generation of gaming and technology for Litwax Arcade. You'll see a video of Mr. Litwack handing over the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, 
to his son Barry and then basically you'll get this backstory as you walk through the queue that kind of shows uh, the the entire story of the Litwack gaming empire and it culminates with the opening of what they call Fifth Dimension which is their motion ride 5D sensational thing which which basically takes up a whole separate office space next to, you know, uh, the the main Litwack arcade and they're putting them in they're putting them in strip malls all across uh, the Midwest. Um, so when you get through the queue, you're brought to a pre-show, a pre-ride staging area, and here you 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 have your your flight attendant, um, which uh, which is uh, giving you your safety spill, and your flight attendant is played and voiced by none other than John O'Hurley. And this is important because the entirety of this ride you're getting ready to get on is a blatant ripoff of Soren. <laughs> okay, right down to the uh, the opening score that you get that you hear sounds like Soren. Uh, it's just it's it's an over the top ripoff of Soren. You you get that 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 opening score and a, a sweeping shot of a winding river. Uh, that flows from inside a canyon somewhere and uh, <laughs> you, you, your ride vehicle swaying left and right nice and gently and then from out of nowhere a chunk of the canyon wall just explodes from rocket fire and the explosion causes your um, your, 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 your I mean your aircraft your flight craft it's never really just it's not you know we, we don't go into details what you're in but it's flying um, it, it's buffeted and it kind of spins basically 180 degrees around you turn around and and you're left facing this heavily armed video game styled helicopter and a booming voice tells you that you've entered a no-fly zone you should proceed to uh, the nearest landing facility or be prepared to tell your mama goodbye. And it starts counting down from five. And as it starts counting down, you hear this just this ridiculous strange noise from far off above you and it's getting louder and louder and louder until whatever's falling, the object slams into your aircraft right as a pair of rockets come out of the uh, helicopter at you and you get spun around out of control and you realize the object that landed on your aircraft was Wreck-It Ralph. He's hanging off the nose of, of this, uh, this craft and because of the spinning, the rockets go past you and, and, and you know, your, your, your seat's kind of, you know, undulating a little bit to simulate the spinning, you know, and Ralph reaches out with his hand and tries to stop the spinning by grabbing a rock on the canyon wall and you're jerked hard left and right while the, the spinning stops and you're left facing the helicopter again and you see that it turns around and flies off in the opposite direction with the, the, the pilot, the same booming voice, taunting Ralph on his new job as being your babysitter for the day. Um, and, and this is where you find out from Ralph that the guy's name is Max Blaster and he's uh, basically the the character in this newest video game he's you know a blonde with a flat top he's wearing a glee a green sleeveless you know tank top shirt he's got jeans sunglasses a bandolier he looks like duke nukem i'm gonna be honest with you okay rip off of duke nukem um and he's got a grappling hook for an arm 
So he, he's the star of the game Bionic Chaos, and he's basically an asshat that gets off on causing problems in other games while they're being played by uh, other people. So Ralph basically commandeers your vehicle and sets off in a chase uh, to catch up to, to Max. Um, he's he's kind of hugging the front of your aircraft, so you see him like his face and his arms kind of hanging out across the front of it, and he's leaning left and right and pulling back and forward to to adjust uh, you know the aircraft's uh, angle and velocity and momentum and stuff. So the real fun begins when you start chasing Max Blaster through uh, this uh, flying over the globe attraction. You, you you reach the exit and you begin zipping from one game to another in the video game worlds because this storefront does share a wall with. Uh, lit lit wax arcade so they're able to jump back and forth um, now when you jump between the games you can expect flashes of light trippy visuals loud pops and noises and you know uh, obviously we're probably not going to be able Disney wouldn't be able to get the rights to any actual video games um, to do this and get the real world game environment but they can do knockoffs you know like for instance you could have a scene where you're flying over a retro 16 bit ocean with a World War 2 era plane in front of you swerving in and out which would be a lot like uh, 1944 and your dad Ralph is dodging incoming fire left and right and then he finally spots Max Blaster you know <laughs> escaping down low and Ralph takes the your, your your aircraft down low and you're swooping in between uh, aircraft carriers that are still trying to shoot at you and ultimately end up blowing themselves up uh, until Max Blaster zips out from that game uh, and blips into the next one. The best part about blipping around from game to game to game is there's no telling where you can go. Like over the next couple of blips, uh, these other worlds you could fall into, you could actually for the briefest moment end up in 1983's Star Wars arcade game. Which would be an, hom- an homage to the original Star Tours that you're you're you're, you're experiencing while you're riding in, and obviously I, I I don't know would you do the trench run or would you do just fighting the uh, the Tie Fighters I don't know but it would it would be just so 1983 with it totally vector images of just everything is in lines it, it I I would enjoy that everybody's staring at me but I would enjoy that sounds fun. Um, uh, and then you know you could actually end up in the actual Tron game because Disney owns the rights to that so you could end up in Tron and uh, you know there Max uh, Blaster could hop from um, his previous vehicle into like one of the uh, recognizer uh, craft from Tron uh, before uh, eventually you finally get Max chased into Sugar Rush and you zip and zoom chasing him he's still in the recognizer but you're following him through candy forests and chocolate canyons ralph reaches down and picks up a jawbreaker or a gobstopper or whatever no the gobstopper <laughs> was the little bitty green guy a jawbreaker and then eventually max stops and turns around and, and faces you and starts to taunt ralph you know about his futile attempt to try to stop him from griefing the users and uh, it's, it's then that ralph throws this jawbreaker at him and misses and the fact that he misses does is not lost on uh, Max Blaster, who proceeds to be obligated to further poke fun at Ralph and his ineptitude. And Ralph interrupts him to say he didn't miss, and that's when Max Blaster disappears in a roiling eruption of soda and Mentos because he stopped right above the little Mentos volcano thing, which, you know, from the first record, Ralph movie. Uh... 
Ralph brings the uh, the craft down low, and you see the uh, you know soldiers from uh, not not uh, uh, heroes duty loading them into transport, taken back to his game. And uh, this is almost this is toward the end of the game where you'll have two more uh, game blips. Uh, one uh, you'll blip back to Nice Land for the Fix It Felix Junior game where you will drop Ralph off on top of the the apartment tower and Ralph thanks you for your help he tells you he's glad to have a friend like you helping out and he he grabs your aircraft reaches back and throws it like a, a paper airplane off into the black at this little blue dot that gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you blip through it you're sucked back into flying over the globe your original attraction and you get there at its closing scene of a space shuttle launching but because Ralph threw you, you get really close to it, and you damn near hit the shuttle as it's launching. It misses you just barely as it whizzes by, and it comes to a close. Let's go. Uh, let's come on. You exit to the gift shop, but instead of a gift shop, you're actually walking out to Tattooing Traders, which has been totally replaced with Litwax Arcade, and it's full of retro games from 1996 and earlier. No coin pushers, no crane games, nothing that gives out tickets. Just arcade cabinets and pinball machines and this little bitty lonely Litwax lit wax arcade penny press uh, in the back corner. Mm. So I went Wreck-It Ralph and arcade games. Mm. I didn't have a bar, but I got a penny press, so I still get James's vote. <laughs> but, but Mikey, do you have to pay for the arcade games afterwards? Shit, yeah, you do. Do you yep. got to pay to buy a shirt from The Incredibles before you leave? That's going to be one empty arcade. It'll take Magic Bands. They used to have an arcade by Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain used to have an arcade. You know what? I would stop and dig a Magic Band for 25 cents to play Pac-Man or Asteroids or something like that. Oh, you think arcade games are 25 cents now, aren't you cute? No, in well, <laughs> where I come world from, world. it's ten dollars for all day. Yeah, if you're in Disney World, it's a buck a game. But I, these would I, I listen. I would want these to be old school, twenty five cents a pop. Defender. Because I promise you, you'd have a lot of people stopping and dinking their magic bands. You'd probably make more at twenty-five cents a pop than you would at you know fifty cents, seventy-five cents. Yeah, arcades are not a draw yeah. anymore, though, for anyone. Except for the older, except for you, except for the adults, which will not be allowed to play the because the kids and the wife are dragging them someplace else. I, I promise you, this boy's stopping, mm-hmm. and I'm playing Cubert. Mm-hmm. Spy and then Hunter, you realize how hard that game actually was. Oh no, Kubert was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it was. Actually, I don't think it was an arcade, so uh, uh, coin ops that wouldn't really work. But uh, Spy Hunter was, and I love this Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter. Sucked oh my god! Such a fun game. The, the Dwayne Johnson movie. I sucked at it, but damn it, I would play it all the time so in pole I. position. Yeah, okay. Moon Patrol was my jam, but. Yeah. Missile Command. Anyway, that's that's uh, Missile Command had too much shit like, going on. Mikey, I liked you. You sneaked in Tron. Mm. I did. I did. I I, I I sneaked in Star Wars on a ride we were pulling Star Wars away from. All right, that's that's my well, yeah. coup de gras. Um, but it would have to look old school. Anyway, anyway. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Mix things up. Uh, Daryl went. I went. Tim. So I'm changing the ride to Planes Fire and Rescue Training Facility. This was like one of my backups. I'm so happy right now. Was it? Yes. See, this is really the only thing I could come up with. But I've already done a planes ride, so that's why I didn't do that. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. I know one of us did it, and I don't remember what we did or, or where it was. It was me, and it sucked, so keep going. Yeah. So the outside is going to get retooled to look like a, a hangar, an airplane hangar, kind of like the one. I know you guys have never been to Disneyland. Soren is, an, is a, one of those old-fashioned like half-circle hangers, the corrugated iron, corrugated tin roof. Kind of fits in with the theme of the look of the Backlot Express with that corrugated roof, so it'll it'll blend right in. Okay, I'm with it. You walk inside the queue, and it's gonna look like the inside of a hangar with animatronic versions of Sparky the forklift, Chug the fuel truck, uh, Skipper Riley and Dottie, and they're all gonna be dangerous walking past, cheering you on in your first day training as a, a firefighter. The last animatronic you see before you actually get into the boarding area is going to be that of Dusty, Crop Hopper. And he's going to be welcoming you to your training as a firefighting aircraft. So as you board the ride vehicles, we're keeping the same uh, flight simulators. You get buckled in, the voice of Blade Ranger comes on the radio, and he's going to be walking you through your first training run and what to expect. You take off and begin several different firefighting training exercises, which, you know, you can randomize it. Um, and we'll also have some cameos and Easter eggs of various characters from Planes and the Car series, because they're from the same world. Now, the final scene will begin with Blade Ranger announcing that he received a call for an actual fire that you guys got to go to. And the ride, this is where the ride picks up the, the pace, and you're tasked with. It could be any number of different scenes from saving Harvey and Winnie from an encroaching wildfire, putting out a fire that was started by a lightning storm, getting too close to a fire and getting knocked out of the air, and crash landing at the edge of a cliff where you have to be airlifted out. Or the last scene in the options would be to help all the other rescue squad protect Piston Peak Lodge from a fire that's burning out of control and threatening the lodge. But I like keeping the randomized scenes like Star Tours actually does now, so this way the right keeps the right ability up. Yep. I think granted what I'm about to say has nothing to do with your traction, Tim. But I think uh, so many people haven't seen Planes Two because Planes One was not good. Right. Correct. Right. That's why I went with Planes Two and not Planes One, because Planes One was just cars with planes. It's exactly all it was, and Planes 2 had character development, it had mm -hmm. plot points, it had so much more going on to it, and as far as, you know, yes, it is CG and everything is on a computer, but, like, it's a, it's a more... For Planes 1 to take place all across the globe, Planes 2 is just a, a more beautiful uh, film. There's just something about the Pacific Northwest that just looks fantastic for vistas and stuff like that and I think uh, I mean Planes listen we, we have said numerous times Planes 2 is, is better than Cars 2 100 oh, yeah. well, that's it's not it's saying same. much yeah. <laughs> it's better, it's than, better than Cars 3 as far as I'm but, concerned Planes 3 should actually cross 
over with cars and just just make it happen. Just break that wall. They somehow should. do it. And and, 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 planes, and the Planes franchise, like you said, doesn't get any love in the parks because I think of Planes 1. Yep. The most love the Planes franchise got was a, a, a YouTube channel where they made remote control versions of all the aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most love Planes yeah. has ever received. Yeah, this is true. But, you know, that whole IP, Cars and Planes, just, again, gets no love in Florida. I mean, Cars... The ride in Cars Land is California. Oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's incredible to walk through. But like in Florida, no love. Well, nope. it did have it did have that one thing for a little while. I don't know. It was still open in Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the racing McQueen academy, racing academy, which was supposed to be very good. I just I I don't think it's there anymore. I think it already. Closed. It was a sta- It was it was a pre- it was a a stage show basically. You, you there's no yeah. movie. You sat down and watched stuff on screens. Darryl, yeah, it didn't look good, but to, to to what you're saying though, Daryl, is I think they took the technology that Walt Disney World had of test track, and in California they put cars on top of it, and you can't really do that in Disney World because you've already got test track, which is the same ride. Well, a lot of people say it's the same ride. It's really not. It's really not. It's well, the, it's the technology is very similar. That's yeah, really it, it. But it's, it's plus the the hell back in it, it's like saying California. oh you already have one looping roller coaster well here's another looping roller coaster you know it, it's it's there's similar rides but there's there's very big differences <laughs> stepped it up no, Tim, I, I Tim and Adam, did yeah. you guys walk it at night that yes. land is incredible at night we, isn't we it? were actually there when they turned the lights on Oh, that, yeah. And they start playing uh, Shaboom. Yeah. Shaboom. Yeah. Just like Shaboom. the movie. It's great. Such an awesome part of the yeah. night. My uh, last trip with my kids to Disney World, we did uh, Art of Animation. We just dropped by and walked through it just to take a tour of it. We got there of an evening right as we got a chance to see the, the car's Wing, I guess. I don't know. Um, during the daytime, as we were walking out, the sun had set and all the neon came on. And I know it, it pales in comparison to what you get at, you know, Disneyland in California. But there's, there's just, from the first Cars movie, there's something that just seems so pure and Americana about where it all takes place there in the Butte. Uh, that that just when you see the the lights kick on and all the little shops from all the different characters and stuff, it just it it just seems so so, so pure and 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 first off, it's it's beautiful because there's nothing goes better than twilight neon. Um, so I yeah I I haven't seen what they have in in, in Disneyland, but walking through Art of Animation at Twilight was just absolutely gorgeous. Nah, but, so, but when they play, it, it's more than that because they actually play the song and everything just kind of stops around you and you just go out there yeah. and everybody's looking around and it lights up exactly how it how it does in the movie where one turns on then the other turns on and it it. The- yeah. Cast members from Flows come outside, and you know, they is have a, there a street they... light that blinks longer every yes. other time? Yeah, yes, yep. yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. I it, didn't it's, see it turn on, but yeah. 
Car- Cars is I saw it it, after it, dark. It's it, it's it's a great movie, and it's yeah. I mean, I agree that it's underrated in Disney World, especially when the local uh, you know country station still plays Rascal Flats Life is a Highway that just three times a day Flats. that has nothing to do with anything yeah. <laughs> it's a well, remake no, of a song. I mean listen it's a uh, remake of a popular song and it's a country music station Chris yeah. Chris Ledoux did it as well and it wasn't that okay, good yes, so it's Rascal Flatts. That's what I just, just I said it. that first. It's it's, <laughs> but it's a country music station. They it, do it not is. let songs go very no. easily. So. Yeah, yeah, we no. will not go <laughs> gently into the night. All right. <laughs> but yeah, planes uh, doesn't get any love, so I think we need some planes. I I agree. I think it. You know what? I I. Yeah, I think it missed its audience, and unfortunately, people like you, myself, actually, all all. All five of us, as we talk about it, I like that movie a lot. Um, skip the first one, watch the second one. It's 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 you won't you won't miss anything, and you it's, it's just so much the better. First one to make the, have no. the second one make sense. The either. first one is like the second Highlander. Just don't. <laughs> there can be only one, and it's the second one. Oh boy! Not everything can be Indiana Jones and get better. No, Never mind, stop because the crystals go right now. Anyway, who's next? <laughs> okay, I, fine. Adam, Adam, you're next. Right, well, Keith, you're the headliner. You're going last, right, so well, fix what? your shit. Wait, Wait what? Screwed <laughs> out of my topic. <laughs> uh, um, somebody stole mine, and I already knew what Tim was doing, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Um, I didn't so, steal it, did I? Daryl, of course you did. <laughs> no, I'm Mikey. Uh, I'm no, Mikey. I, I wasn't looking. I'm trying to oh, piece okay. something together real quick. But Daryl stole my idea with Incredibles. It was a little bit no, different. No, go for it. Because no, Adam, it wasn't you're different. Be different. It's Just not go different. for it. It's not different enough. It's almost sure it the is. exact same kind of feel and same kind of idea and it just oh now i feel bad no don't feel no. bad it's just making me try to think on my feet a little bit and i'm struggling a lot so this is kind of what i came up with i'm changing the whole theme altogether. i'm keeping the ride vehicles i am tearing down the whole facade i'm making it into a theater and what I'm going to do here, instead of like something that gets absolutely no love in the parks, are the Fantasia movies. I'm a big music buff. I'm a big music fan. And Fantasia, both of them, were some of the stuff where I still remember the imagery from it. The imagery is more, and the music that goes to it. So I think it would be kind of fun to take apart the ride a little bit and make it more of a soaring kind of thing where we can not have the ride vehicle maybe jostle around so much but in in Vancouver they did this where their version of soaring where instead of it just it like you have the whole erector set thing the soaring vehicle in Vancouver just kind of moves forward a little bit into the screen so it's just sort of like a slide back and a slide fo- forward. So it slides forward, and then you can wrap that front. You would get a lot of that space back where the animatronic sits, where the 3D screen sits, because so, it no longer needs to be 3D if it's almost like wrap around that you're flying into the screen. 
Makes sense so far with me. Yes. And then for the rewritability factor, you can choose different scenes from the movie. They already own the rights. There's not much that they have to do. It's classical music. A lot of it's public domain anyway. But I would also make parts of it 4D. So like for... I mean, one of my favorite ones is the Firebird Suite. I love the music. I love the the atmosphere of the of the, the piece in Fantasia 2000. It's, it's just it's beautiful with the nymph, the forest nymph. So I would love to be able to fly into that and sit there and have the smell of the forest and have the firefight almost and have the smell of like the fire come through a little bit and have that like theme of rebirth it just it's it would be something that i would enjoy i also was thinking of course you have to have the um dance of the hours with all the animals dancing and to fly over that and to be like almost like just looking down on some of this stuff and seeing that wrap around you I think it would be a cool experience. I mean, Fantasia was never meant to be released all the time and updated all the time. It was supposed to be released every few years with different scenes and new scenes. And we can kind of bring that back in this attraction by kind of adding something new every now and then that nobody would expect. To keep it interesting, to keep it mixed up. There's plenty of classical music that you can use for this. Rites of Spring, and it, it would just be something a little bit different. Bring the class up a little bit. It also speaks to the movies. Soundtracks equal movies. So, without a good soundtrack, your movie falls flat. Same thing with an attraction. I don't... I can't tell you. Since they changed not only the scenery for Soren, but the music for Soren, it doesn't have the same impact. So, to have something with this great classical music soundtrack, I mean... I love sitting it through Chefs de France. I, not Chefs de France. Um, what? Impressions, Impressions? De France. Impressions de France. I don't mind sitting in Chefs de France either because I'm a fat kid. But, <laughs> 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 but um, Impressions de France, the scenery and the music go hand in hand. So now let's make that grander. And let's bring back the movie aspect of it. Where you complain, Mikey, where your first complaint about Hollywood Studios is that it's missing the Hollywood. It's missing that studios. So why don't we bring that back a little bit to something that, number one, Disney always wanted to do. Walt Disney himself wanted Fantasia to be a work in progress all the time. And those are my thoughts. I'm all for bringing Man, the for, Hollywood back to Hollywood Studios. It's in the name. For doing it on the fly, that's pretty good. And <laughs> yeah, then you can get rid of the shitty version of Fantasmic uh, that's in Walt yeah, Disney World. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy... Wants to bring more Fantasia into a st- into the the parks. Meanwhile, there's an entire, <laughs> almost an entire, um, you know, theatrical presentation Has called Fantasmic. Nothing to do with the show. Has nothing to do with it. Fantasia. Well, it okay. It's a ph. I, mean, I get it. Turn a bog, but that's yeah. about it. That, that, no, I I you I, I don't like Fantasmic. You guys know that. No, but I'm I just saying Fantasmic. it's just. It, it has nothing. It, there's no connection to Fantasia, to Fantasmic am, at all. I am perfectly fine with the Fantasia, and you know what? It fits. Be, it fits in that location because it's not Star Tours. No. Um, 
and it's just it's it's something else and it's hollywoodish so it, it goes along with just the disney movies as as a whole well i mean you also look at that area a little bit and you look at the footprint that's around there you have baseline that's not too far away which is california and you can kind of make a california theater facade for it that location once i got to looking at it it's just it's it's like it's like a third thumb it's just it's there mm-hmm but yeah, it doesn't but lead you really anywhere. The, but if you can the incorporate it. The side. Yeah, the California, because it's kind of across, well, a little bit above baseline, but mm-hmm. that's the California street. So, yeah, that fits. I've never been to baseline, so I don't know anything about well, then it. Then you get to go to Muppet Square and then everything else. But you, yeah, still, yeah, here. you can make that fit with a theater. Oh, yeah, no. Perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you could put anything in here as long as it wasn't Star Wars, and it would pretty well fit. I don't think so. I think at this point, if it's too over the top, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I would have to blend. Because they toned down a lot of that whole area. So, like, you have to be super... It has to be some sort of, in my opinion, it would have to be something that you can find in a city, whether it's a city in the future, sitting in the past, whatever it is. It would have to be something that fits a little bit with the theming a little bit better well good thing i didn't go with my dr strange attraction <laughs> Why, but dr strange when you think about uh, his building was in the city yeah well i didn't get that i didn't get that listen i couldn't figure out how to make a, a, something move it's okay i had almost daryl's except my theming was just the slightest bit different where i was my plan was to take you back to the island in the first movie with the octobot but it, it was almost the exact the, same yeah. thing with the same kind <laughs> of like the Did you have a shields and everything else and I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding every time he opened his mouth I'm like oh fuck. so my, my so my that was my first choice my backup was Wreck-It Ralph and my third backup was Cars so if I was going no. fourth on this show I would have been screwed I would have been sitting here going uh, uh, well that was uh, it and it's like well, like, uh, all of my spin twos like Wreck-It Ralph alright I didn't have anything really fleshed out and my other ones just I couldn't think on fast enough so that's my on the fly well, uh, let let let's see who uh, you know, Keith. You're, you're last, so let's see what's left. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> what 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 have you got for our Star Tours location? <clears throat> okay. Well, I took a look at the area, and I tried to approach it from a practical standpoint. And the two rides that are and the two things that are closest to Star Tours are Indiana Jones Spec- uh, Stunt Spectacular and uh, the Muppet Plaza. And while the Muppets have their own plaza, I've always felt that they're underrepresented in the parks. And um, it just seemed like a natural fit to retheme Star Tours to the Muppets. Ah, pigs in space. <laughs> Muppets in space. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so the title I came up with is... The Muppets present Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Take the Galaxy. Uh-oh. Here's the premise. Dr. Teeth would like to put on a concert to rival every other rock spectacular in history. He'd like to have... Including the Wild Stallions. Including. Yes. He'd like to have 
I don't know, Elton John, Weezer, and others as opening acts. The trouble is, there's no way the Muppets can pull off this in their tiny theater. Thanks to an amazing technology that Dr. Bunsen Honeydew has developed in Muppet Labs, Dr. <laughs> Teeth suggests that there's only one place to host a spectacularly grandiose event like this. The moon. Plus, <laughs> plus the moon is a lot less cluttered than their theater. So there's that. <laughs> the technology that Dr. Honeydew has invented can instantaneously transport ships filled with audience members to the concert venue on the moon. Once there, these ships can circle the stage a complete 360 degrees for a, 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 just a panoramic view of the concert and return the audience safely to Earth. That's a theory, anyway. But these are the Muppets, so naturally things do not go exactly according to plan. The main problem is that during rehearsal, they managed to lose one of the opening acts. Extra-dimensional transportation is finicky. Let's face it, there's a lot of math involved, not to mention quantum entanglement issues, uh, solar flares, sunspots, microgravity, and Miss Piggy, who thinks she should be the <laughs> headlining act. <laughs> oh, shit. So, before the concert can take place, Kermit asks the audience to help locate the missing opening act. He insists that this will only take a minute. Then the show can go on. He's wrong, of course. Horribly wrong. But that's where the fun comes in. So we'll start at the right exterior. The walker is replaced with a full-sized Muppet rocket. The rocket is a classic Muppets contraption. Crazy paint job, windows with chickens and penguins hanging out of them. Yes, <laughs> a rocket with windows that can slide open. Steam venting, rats roasting hot dogs in the steam, various bits and bobs haphazardly attached to the fuselage, etc. The trees and other indoor elements are replaced with stacks of martial amps, journeyman lighting rigs, scaffolding, boxes labeled with all sorts of space-inspired nonsense, and Muppets hanging from things and inspecting the rocket. The main entrance sign is replaced by a giant 3D multi-plane sign of Dr. Teeth's head. Because who doesn't want to see that every day? <laughs> the ride queue. As soon as guests enter the interior queue, they are handed their 3D glasses. The queue is completely immersive. 3D projection mapping of Muppets careening about, getting ready for departure, real animatronics interspersed to add realism, psychedelic lights, cacophonous sounds, hijinks, and absurd activities everywhere. As guests navigate the queue, they see how Miss Piggy is trying to throw a monkey wrench into the preparations, which ultimately leads to the opening act getting misplaced just before boarding. During the pre-show, utilizing 3D screens, guests are brought up to speed on the story, in case they haven't been paying attention in the uh, queue. Uh, the lost opening acts, Kermit's desperate need for the guests to help locate the uh, missing act, etc., Safety instructions are delivered in classic Muppet fashion by Scooter, Dr. Honeydew, and Beaker. But you can't avoid the safety information. <laughs> Particulars of the ride. Kermit will be the pilot of the Muppet rocket, which transports guests to the moon eventually, dressed in a stylish silver space jumper. 
some of the scenes of the journey will randomly encounter Manhattan Subway, a glide around Muppet Vision 3D theater as a show goes on, an encounter with Pigs in Space, a scene from Star Tours <laughs> with Darth Vader, Gonzo water skiing with a dip under the water, a visit to the Swedish chef's new restaurant near the Rings of Saturn, Crazy Harry experimenting with pyrotechnics in Zero-G. Sam Eagle planting an American flag on one of the moons of Jupiter. <laughs> Europa. <laughs> Fozzie attempting to do stand-up comedy routines to a group of Ewoks who hurl stones at him after a failed punchline. <laughs> Sweetums jumping from the lunar surface and crashing into the front of the ship. Statler and Waldorf in a ship shaped like a balcony box heckling Mars and its silly little moons. To name just a few. The, Le the Lost Act is finally located in the original Muppet Theater, lounging about unaware that anything is amiss, looking at their watches, wondering when they are going to depart. The missing act found, they will board the ship with the guests and proceed immediately to the moon where the concert is already underway to enjoy a 360-degree view of the electric mayhem, fireworks, lights, sounds, before finally returning safely to Earth. The ride vehicle will be augmented with steam, smoke effects, water sprays, psychedelic lights that all go off timed with these scenes that you're presented with. And that's it. I like it. Like now here you time. were you were worried about Daryl's taking too long, yeah. and I want yours to yeah. be an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't say how many scenes would be in each ride. I just gave you an yeah. overview of a number of the samplings of the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. This sounds like and a lot of this, fun. This will give them an opportunity to update Muppet Vision 3D to tie in that ride with Bunsen Honeydew. Or building this technology. That, yeah, that would be yes. That and, 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 and ultimately, this would save Muppet Vision 3D oh, yeah, from. Yeah. I think would it replace Muppet Vision? No, I, I, I can say, see it. Nope. Yeah, I would see it getting rid of Muppet Vision 3D. I don't think it can support. And saying this is the new Muppet. Yeah, I I, I see in true true Muppet fashion. Muppet Vision 3D being like, we're about to get bulldozed. We gotta, we gotta find a way to get the moon, guys. And yeah. we just turn around and tie right into <laughs> something like bulldozed. this. <laughs> I mean, I could see um, like whatever they put in Muppet Vision 3D, them leaving stuff behind in it, mm -hmm. like little like Easter eggs to direct you to get to the new attraction. You don't really want to see this sign, something silly like that. But I don't think Muppet, Muppet if they open this. Muppet Vision 3D is done. <laughs> it, it is, I, I, it's old technology at this point. It, and it's and just, I'm okay with that. It, it's a little long in the tooth. It, it's time for something new. They don't represent the Muppets enough in the parks. They don't. They, they, yes. they really they don't. don't. That's another you show. You know what? They just need to do a, a Muppets uh, Airplanes attraction and just combine them both and be done with it. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I just but just do it. <laughs> I want to say I also remember Gonzo in a Darth Vader outfit. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, you're right. Somewhere. Yeah. Anytime anybody has ever done an, an Imagineering with the Muppets, they've won. So, <laughs> yeah. This, this is true. Man. This isn't. This isn't even. even, even 
Tim, Adam, I'm not going to say well, that. Dude, you I know, knew I lost. But I had we had these problems. But I was done. I'm like, I am scrambling. I'm looking at my other <laughs> ideas, and I'm like, I'm done. I think I think we got showed up on something we do bit. frequently. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this, this time That's around. what we wanted to see. We wanted to see bring their yes, what we wanted. At, Tim, you are right. We wanted... We wanted to be the the you know we want to be the bottom three <laughs> on a pop pop so, poll. Did you all have any ones that you just couldn't flush out? The one I talked about for twenty minutes, yeah. <laughs> I I had all kinds of issues. I had t- I had thought about Muppets, but I thought well they've already got their own thing, and I the only thing I can think of is Muppets in space because. I was trying to keep a space theme, so I thought, man, Muppets in space. Well, well no. yeah, because you get to keep the ride vehicle. The the only other thing that I really I wanted to go down this hole, but I didn't want to get on this hole, was again, it's it's an IP that nobody remembers that goes to Disney anymore. But it, it would have been uh, the Treasure Planet. Okay. Because it would have allowed some space flight. It would have had the uh, steampunk aspect of it. And I think it would have allowed for a, for a lot of uh, you know uh, imagination and fantasy and stuff like that. But I was so, just like, man, does anybody even remember that movie? I remember it came so, out. It did. <laughs> would Would Moana have worked? I was afraid. not in that location. I, I was afraid see, to move Moana. Uh, yeah. See, I was thinking yeah, Moana. I know. Moana I know. is more of a Magic Kingdom ride, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're putting her in Epcot, so that's a thing. I didn't want to go there, but it was like, well, maybe. Well, I thought about a boat ride. It's not really. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Yeah. And to get a Moana feel from that area would be the problem. It's not so much that having the attraction would be the problem, but trying to like shoehorn kind of. Polynesian area in that little spot yeah. would be the biggest issue for well, me. It, yeah, me too. The, the problem is if you watch the preview at Epcot, it makes it look like beautiful land. I mean, it that uh, preview in the uh, what mm-hmm. was the restaurant there? The Odyssey. The, that three sixty. Yeah, Odyssey. It looks beautiful, and it makes it look like it's going to be a land. And we all know when you walk in and walk up there, it's going to be a small area with a few trees and a bunch of fountains. Oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. what. And it's at night time, you'll have some LED lighting. Yeah. You'll have some yeah. some RGB yeah. lighting going on there, and a whole and, bunch and, of wet screaming kids. That's all yeah. I'm also well, picturing well, too. For some reason, <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> the one thing that I couldn't figure out, I would try to shoehorn the labyrinth the movie because it's Fox property so I tried uh, Labyrinth Jim Henson Fox I'm like yeah we own this now so <laughs> that's where I went with that for a little while but I'm like I can't figure out how to make the ride vehicle do kind of what I want it to do and that was really it I was also thinking something for um, Nightmare Before Christmas because mm. that gets a lot of love during Halloween but there was such a yeah. movement with it yeah. that almost any attraction that you open with those characters is going to be crazy. Yeah, look you're how, right. Look how popular Disneyland's Haunted Mansion gets. Mm-hmm. But I again, I couldn't get the ride vehicle and the story to line up well enough for it. Star Wars, Star Tours, the adventure continues and continues and continues every time they release a new episode except for Solo. 
As Celine Dion said, Star Wars will go on. It will. <laughs> it will. Wow. Sorry. Uh, no, hey, I'm king of the world. <laughs> um, but it is it is long in the tooth where it's located. I think there is definite room for improvement there along with everybody else. I think everybody here thinks it, it's a... Uh, it's time to give give us something new. Give us give us something that we don't get enough of in the parks. Whether it's more Muppets, you know, an IP we haven't seen in a while, or uh, just something brand freaking new to blow everybody's mind. Shit, I would take if you if you were to find a some way of shoehorn and Bing Bong in there, I'd probably still go ride it. Mm, no about all that. Uh, tonight. Closing remarks, I'm going to go first, which is weird, but I have some shit to get off my chest, and I want to point fingers for a minute, if I could, at Adam. I want to just... Adam's eyes got so big. I, I just want to do some real talk, okay? I, I took a moment and, and did some reflection this week. I am going to do a 10K with you, Adam, sometime, somewhere. It's going Star to happen... I'll come in behind you. You don't by know by many that. minutes, um, but I'm, I, I'm ready. And it's just this group has done a lot for me in the last six months that they don't even realize they've done. And it's everybody from just anybody commenting in three sheets to everybody posting what they've been doing in three sheets to the finish line. It has been uh, amazing for me. So uh, that's that's my that's my closing remarks. Um, can can we all agree? Can we all agree he needs to work on his post-run pictures? <laughs> Stephanie yeah. will because I don't I don't photograph well because I, I they're, yeah they're looking a little scary, Mikey. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Daryl. You know what, Daryl? You can go next, then, fucker. <laughs> um, and, and hurry because I gotta pee. <laughs> all right, so look from the start of this, my only goal was to do a podcast with you guys. I said, if I don't make it any farther than doing one podcast with you guys, I've made it. Um, the group is is incredible. Uh, I will echo Mikey's sentiments in that some of you know my prior job. Uh, I have family on the job, and it's been a real tough time for me. And Three Sheets... Uh, you guys, not just here, but at the finish line, are an incredible group. And what you do with the website to to keep it positive, to keep it, and not website, sorry, the Facebook page, but to keep it ho- positive, happy. You scared me. You scared um, me yeah. with that. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, do we gotta, I gotta go check and see if still our name. You got a website? <laughs> we don't have a website. <laughs> no, I, you know, it just, it, it has been so relaxing to hit social media and justice group. So I thank you guys. I thank you for the opportunity to do this. As I said, my goal was if I could do one podcast, I've made it. So with that, good night. <laughs> good night comes <laughs> later, but okay, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's his closing remarks. Be nice. And okay. <laughs> I don't know who to go to next. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go to Keith next and let let you guys sandwich each other there. Um. Yeah, it's been fun. 
Okay, Tim. (laughs) 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 Short and sweet. That's how mine usually are. (laughs) Tim's is usually, I'm going to bed. Good night. I'm done with this. Yeah, because we usually end up, like right now, it's a quarter, it's 10 to 12, and I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, so... I want to thank Keith and Daryl for coming on. It's been real, and uh, I think we're finally going to lose one to an outsider. So there's that. I'm fine with it. (laughs) And you know what? They both had good ones, so I'm fine losing to either one of them. This is what we wanted. We wanted to see what what kind of chops they could bring to the table. They brought it. As the kids say, game recognizes game. Did they really say that? They did at least a year and a half, two years ago. So I'm going with it. That's what, yeah, I don't know what any of that kids, means. Kids' vernacular and slang changes more faster than their underwear. So it, you, you know what? Can. It changes at the rate of a refresh on your true. tick. I, I, you know what? That is false because my damn kids in their underwear, they don't change enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. That I'm just. The- I'm. I'm just saying. I. I have that to tell them to wash their clothes point. and then take a shower. The point oh, I just oh, made, yeah. Mikey. So, oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> really trying not to piss myself right now. So, so go I got. I can't do two <laughs> things at once. And Pop Pop's about to take a nap. Keith said three words. Keith, did you have? Did, did you care to elaborate on? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's been fun. Mint, thank you. <laughs> It's been an experience, a slice of life. <laughs> okay, Adam, then, uh, to, to, to round us out. Um, as we all know, Disney is opening up. We will be down for August. We don't know what this all looks like still. What are you laughing just, at, ass hat? No, I'm just saying, well, you're right. We'll be down for August. You know... Worst case scenario, we'll just claim like a plot of grass somewhere at a resort to hang out. Well, no, because we are still going to walk through Disney Springs when we first get down. So we'll we'll see what there is to see, and we will get together with all y'all. It's just some of the official events are still on hold. We don't know what all that looks like right now. So just bear with us. Um, Same thing for November coming up. Um, we still don't know about the races. Congratulations to everybody who did get in for the princess races. I think the next round of sign up is this Tuesday. So good luck for those of you who haven't signed up yet. Um, there is a group of us thinking of doing August. In August, I'm sorry. There's a group of us who are thinking of signing up for the Star Wars races. Um, sign up is the first Thursday for early registration. Um, regular registrations open the following Tuesday. I don't remember the exact dates. I can probably post it on the finish line group. Other than that, it's been real. Thank you guys for coming on. It was a fun topic. I'm pretty sure we did lose. But again, that's what we wanted. So thank you guys for doing the work, showing up, and ready to play. Game on. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I, I, want, I yeah. want just to reiterate and I just made a fucking sports reference. So there you go. <laughs> they didn't know what was happening until like 24 hours ago. Yeah, we gotta stop doing that. 
And our, but that's how we roll. But you're right. That, that's how the three of us roll. We shouldn't do that yeah. to other people. I don't people. know, man. They they hit it out so of the I, park. So fuck everybody else that can't hang. I like how Tim says Mikey will get you the information. About ten o'clock this morning, I'm like, yeah, Mikey, what's up? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's how that usually works. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So the problem was I tried to make a, a chat with all of us, but it wouldn't let me bring Keith into it. So I said, Mikey, if you can do it. <laughs> and, yeah, I got this. I got this. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm not even friends with Keith. Adam's friends with Keith. Yeah. I am? Yeah. That's what it said. All this, and half the time, I'm at work, and I don't even have my phone on me when all this is going on. So I, I, I go to no message Keith, what... and it says, one mutual friend, Adam Blist, and I'm like, well, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. But you hey, said you, you know got what, though? It, so. at, at, at the end of the day, it, got it all worked out. <laughs> all right, then. Well, as we end this show, I want to thank everyone of you listening for adulting at Disney in Hollywood Studios and saying goodbye to Star Tours with us tonight. And remember, this is not a goodbye. It's a see you real soon. So good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Ciao. Bye-bye now. And thank you.